Hello, and welcome to the Timeline of Classics podcast. My name is Gail Ledbetter. The purpose of this podcast is to equip you as a teacher of history and literature. My goal is to provide tips and resources that will help you to enjoy the good and great books with your students while building a mental framework for understanding the big picture of world history. How do we do it? With the literature of the ages. You're listening to episode three of the Timeline of Classics podcast. On today's episode, I'll introduce you to one of my favorite go-to resources related to classic world literature. I've used these books year after year with my own children and with my literature analysis classes. These books are called The Great American Bathroom Book, or as we like to say, Compact Classics. If the tattered condition of our copies is any indication of the popularity and versatility of these books, then we've definitely gotten our money's worth. The goldmine of topics included in compact classics is sure to draw the interest of any reader. So, let's get busy with today's episode. Okay, you might be wondering why in the world a uh, website that talks about classic literature and history and teaching uh, classically and uh, teaching writing, why in the world would you be interested in a book called The Great American Bathroom Book? Well, (laughs) quite simply, um, this book uh, was originally published under a different name. Um, It started out under the title of Compact Classics. Um, Over the years, uh, this book was retitled uh, The Great American Bathroom Book. And in giving that title, um, this book really did um, accomplish, I guess, a couple of things. One was to um, draw the curiosity of readers who might be wondering what in the world this was about. Um, but truly, the title um, really reflects uh, a, an, um, an instance of what this whole book is about. Um, in fact, there are three volumes, uh, volume one, volume two, and volume three, and the subtitle of this book is called single sitting summaries of all-time great books okay so there we have a lot of alliteration going on in that subtitle but truly um, these books are arranged um, as a two-page synopsis of literally the as it said the the all-time great books Um, and if you can imagine three volumes of these books and I'm looking to see um, the the way that the uh, page numbers are arranged you really can't tell how many pages there are in each volume but they are probably I'm guessing over an inch like an inch and a half thick unbelievable so after thumbing through um, a couple of the other volumes there are 
between 550 and 625 pages in in these books and so that is a lot of information um, to to sift through and just get get a feel for uh, some of the the absolute classic literature that's considered um, the greatest of the great books of all time and so as my kids were growing up um, I had these uh, compact classics I we always just called them compact classics um, but we always had them out on our bookcase um, in our um, den and the kids always had access to them um, my kids especially when they became um, I don't know I guess around middle school age they really started to enjoy um, the idea that you could sit down you know relax on the sofa pull out one of these um, compact classics and just um, enjoy many of the topics that are related in here and so since uh, each title that's discussed in um, one of these compact classics is only two pages um, you as a any person of uh, who is a, a, a book lover could really really gain a lot of insight and a lot of wisdom in a broad number of books and topics that you may not otherwise have had the time to read and since the layout is done so simply on a two-page uh, synopsis um, you literally could just take a leisurely read through any of these uh, titles and really have a good handle of what was going on in a story um, the one I happen to be turned to right now is called Hamlet Prince of Denmark of course which was by William Shakespeare um, one thing that I really appreciate about the compact classics is that um, they give you not only the setting of or and the type of work that that you're reading about but they also give a little bit of background information about the author so in this case um, William Shakespeare of course lived from 1564 to 1616 of course uh, during the reign of Queen Elizabeth and so it just you know to give you just that little bit of background information is really useful um, if you think in terms of a timeline the way I do um, and so it just helps to give you um, perspective um, at least from the side of the author and um, also in this uh, synopsis they give you the setting of the story you know the place uh, characters and setting um, just a quick overview of who is in the in addition there's a brief overview of the story including the plot of course and finally there's a commentary um, just to round out the entire um, idea of what's going on in this particular work the one that I happen to have in my hand right now is is volume one and as I'm looking through it uh, just right here in this one section I see most of William Shakespeare's plays right here so 
if you need just a quick um, idea of what's going on in the Shakespeare world, um, I recommend volume one um, because if you're like me, sometimes your um, plots and characters can um, get confused, um, particularly uh, with Shakespeare. I don't know why that is the case for me, but sometimes just a quick um, glance in this compact classics um, really helps to straighten me out with uh, my characters, my setting, my um, who's going on, what's going on, whose story, you know, all of those details. So it, within this very first volume, I just wanted to give you an idea of what some of the topics that are covered in here. Um, I don't want you to get the idea that the compact classics only talk about literature um, because they have so many other um, topics that are in here. So in Volume 1, um, they discuss business and leadership. So you may see titles um, such as, um, let's see, this whole, yep, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, personal, uh, How to Be Personally Effective, so um, there, there would be the title of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You might see um, quotes, anecdotes um, related to any number of topics related to work, leadership, business, money, um, relationships, um, integrity, happiness, um, these, I'm just hitting a few of the high ones. I'm not even listing all of them. But in addition to that, they have a whole section of biographies. And I'm still, I'm still just talking in volume one. So you might um, discover pioneers in science from anywhere from uh, Albert Einstein to Euclid. Um, Another topic under biographies is leaders in crisis. So here you would have um, Winston Churchill, Benjamin Franklin, of course Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all um, listed under the biography category. Um, you'll see artists and philosophers. Um, I just mentioned William Shakespeare, um, Leonardo da Vinci, um, Michelangelo, Aristotle. Um, another uh, category under biographies is inventors and innovators. So here you're going to see Orville and Wilbur Wright, um, Louis Pasteur, um, Thomas Alva Edison, um, people of that nature. Um, leaders of the spirit. You're going to see Florence Nightingale, Christopher Columbus, among others. And so on and on it goes. Um, finally, in book one, you get to the actual category of literary classics, which um, definitely um, is my favorite section, of course. Um, so you have uh, things that go back to as far as Beowulf, um, A Tale of Two Cities, Henry VIII, the Last of the Mohicans, uh, tons of, of just tremendous books. Um, 
and each one of these um, is broken down this major category is broken down into far, broken further down into subcategories so symbolic characterization and thought and under this category you would find something like Moby Dick um, you would see the old man in the sea the rhyme of the ancient mariner um, and, and and just going on and on and on so I really hope that you will pick up um, at least one volume of compact classics and dig into here and see what you find just a treasure trove um, every page and I'm just looking in the table of contents um, but you know just the the time and effort that went into um, publishing this I'm just I'm just so astounded that each each of these volumes is upwards of 600 pages and if you just break that down into a two-page synopsis that is just uh, fantastic so really and truly my kids enjoyed these immensely um, I had heard of, of actually one homeschool mom who actually had her kids uh, do a compact classic um, title as a book review and I I really still don't have quite a, an opinion of that I don't think I would go that far as to only use it as a book review but certainly that is one way to um, introduce your students to uh, many many titles um, in a short amount of time so um, moving on through the through the rest of this uh, first volume there are there are categories in here related to health and fitness um, nutrition and dieting um, one of my favorite sections one of my kids favorite sections was really toward the back um, and it's called word power and so it gives you a section of 500 vocabulary building words um, foreign words and phrases um, how to prepare and present a speech um, just tremendous ideas back here um, let's see spelling recommendations and rules um, a painless grammar guide wow that might be the uh, worth the price of the book just to get that um, and you know and so there's lots of fun things here um, trivia to learn by so you've got famous facts quotes um, words and phrases all kinds of stuff so that's all just in one volume so I really really hope you will go and check out um, compact classics um, you may be wondering why would an author of timeline of classics be talking about compact classics well I just want to um, bring out the fact that in within the pages of timeline of classics all three volumes of compact classics have been indexed within the pages of timeline of classics and timeline of classics is actually my baby um, <laughs> I say that because it it was done with much love and took a lot of time to go through um, several years in fact but I was that mom who was a teacher 
I have four kids at home. I'm um, homeschooling, but I was a public school teacher before um, having my family. And so I found myself in that place of really needing some good resources that were going to guide us in our study of history um, through literature. And that was really a, a dream of mine to be able to study um, classic literature with my children. And so once I found um, a way to do that, which was simply by arranging the literature that we were using um, to just simply arrange it chronologically, um, it built a timeline for us that really gave a framework for understanding really how history fit together um, and being able to use the actual literature of the ages to do that um, was very powerful for me um, as a mom, as a teaching mom. And so this whole idea of, of placing um, literature within its historical context was just so meaningful to me because I was the clueless person. I really had absolutely no idea when anything took place in history. Um, and so facts and people and places, it was all just a big jumble in my head. And so this whole Timeline of Classics project really, really um, gave a structure to our study of history and literature. And so, as we put together our timeline, um, once I discovered the compact classics um, and just what a treasure trove uh, is included in all three of these volumes, um, I set out to make a notation within Timeline of Classics whether or not there was a reference from a title uh, that referred back to one of the volumes of, of compact classics. And in fact, um, many, many of the titles in here are referenced back in, in compact classics. And so um, I'm currently just looking on a page of um, timeline of classics, and here I can see I'll just take a moment and just read to you what's what was uh, uh, contemporary, all just in this one particular page. Um, I'm looking at a, at a page from the 1850s, um, and I see Up From Slavery by Booker T. Washington. I see Carry a Big Stick, The Uncommon Heroism of Theodore Roosevelt. I see uh, a reference to a film starring Errol Flynn that was titled, They Died With Their Boots On. I see Charles Darwin, The Origin of Species, and um, Bully For You, Teddy Roosevelt, a, a children's book by Jean Fritz, of course, uh, referencing Ted, Teddy Roosevelt, um, the autobiography of Teddy Roosevelt, of Theodore Roosevelt. Um, Abraham Lincoln, Speeches and Writings, um, Young Mr. Lincoln, uh, which was a film starring Henry Fonda, The House of the Seven Gables by Nathaniel Hawthorne, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, Sherlock Holmes for Children, which was a an audio um, storytelling recording done by Jim Weiss. 
um, Hound of the Baskervilles, of course, um, is a, 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 um, a film starring Basil Rathbone, Rathbone, sorry for all the stuttering, um, film starring Basil Rathbone based on the book by, of course, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, um, Crime and Punishment, Little Women, um, Riding the Pony Express, and The Pony Express, A Photographic History by Bill and Jan Moeller. So just on one page of timeline of classics uh, dating from the mid-1850s to basically 1860. So I basically in five years time uh, you can get a feel for all of the um, titles of classic literature that were all um, contemporary all during that same time some of them you know are from um, America some of them are from Britain you you just get the idea um, that you can see what's going on in history with contemporaries now the reason that I really stopped to say something about this page is I see on one page in timeline of classics I can see five references back to titles that were included in compact classics. So the the idea behind doing that was to make your studies easier if you're if you are a teaching um, parent or you are a, an instructor of literature or history you can literally go um, uh, to volume one of compact classics and find the origin of species by Charles Darwin and you'll know that there's a reference back to volume one where you can see the two-page synopsis on this title same is true with the house of the seven gables that one is in um, volume three of the compact classics the adventures of Sherlock Holmes again in volume three um, Crime and Punishment is in Volume 2, and On Liberty by John Stuart Mill, that's in Volume 2. So, the, <laughs> you may think, why in the world would you, would you go to all this trouble? Well, truly, the contemporaries of a given time period in history, um, it, just was, it just brought everything together for me. Um, I just am looking at the beginning pages of the modern world um, within Timeline of Classics. Um, it's a new section beginning in 1850 to the present time. And I just thought you might be interested to know uh, some of the titles that were contemporary at that same time. So we had The Hunchback of Notre Dame by Victor Hugo and uh, let's see the Communist Manifesto Karl Marx um, the complete poems of Emily Dickinson the Scarlet Letter Nathaniel Hawthorne David Copperfield by Charles Dickens um, on and on it goes but truly this section this entire section we have uh, the drinking gourd by F.N. Monjo, and this is uh, regarding uh, slavery in the United States. The autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Um, and contemporary to this, we have Moby Dick by Herman Melville. Um, 
Walden by Henry David Thoreau, um, the poetry of Walt Whitman, um, all of these titles, uh, all contemporary. And so to me, uh, the combination of the compact classics, having access to a brief synopsis of um, of just a really fine piece of, of literature uh, was very, very useful and helpful to me. And so I hope that you will be inspired to go and pick up a copy of Compact Classics, either one volume. Um, I'm sure if you get your hands on one, you will want all three. And so I um, hope this is helpful for you today. Again, my name is Gail Ledbetter. I'm the author of Timeline of Classics, Historical Context for the Good and Great Books. And thank you for listening. This is podcast number three of the Timeline of Classics. Thanks for listening. been listening to the Timeline of Classics podcast with Gail Ledbetter. I hope you'll find this information helpful as you pursue a literature-based approach to studying history. It may sound like a lofty goal, but I promise it's easier than you might think. Please do visit our website at timelineofclassics.com, the home of Timeline of Classics, historical context for the good and great books. This is where you'll find the show notes for today's recording, as well as lots of other resources related to classical education. If you like what you find there, please do be sure to share the love by leaving your questions or comments. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. I really, really value your feedback. This podcast is all about making you wise and resourceful as busy classroom teachers or moms. So please let me know what you think. I'd love to help give you a leg up. Thanks for listening.